All right, Sunday evening, November 7th. Welcome to Williams and Bloom. Of course, we are presented by our friends at MechDyne and the MechDyne Corporation. Check them out at MechDyne.com, celebrating 25 years of partnering with global clients to deliver innovative technology solutions and services. Go to the job board, and uh, we always like to toot their horn. They were the ones, um, the magic behind the awesome new football facility uh the so the so what what does that mean so you guys have probably seen like the post game shots of matt campbell addressing the team and there's like the is it virtual reality i I don't know how to describe it like the 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 digital screens yeah the screens yeah it's not it's not vr i don't think no, but it's definitely well, but okay. But even okay, we'll put it this way: like when you drive by that facility, there's yeah. there's constant video playing. Yes. That's MechDyne. Those huge, yes. I mean, they're probably fifty footers. Boom! That's MechDyne. High class technology over there. Learn more at MechDyne.com today. Iowa State blows out Texas. Horns down. We're gonna do that. And so much more. Basketball tips off this week. Let's get after it here on your Sunday, November the 7th. Horns down. Cody Rudd tastes good tonight. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Little English bringing us in. Uh, English reached out last week. He cutting a new intro for us to use sporadically. But I kind of feel like this one has like a place. It's like our song now. Like I, you know what I'm saying? Like so, this is a really pop. People will love that song. They do. But I do have an idea for the name of the song. So starting off intro. You could say, you know, pole position, maybe call it the pole assassin. <laughs> Just a thought. Which, oh, God. What a what a week. What a week it was. The pole assassin stuff is just still so priceless. So you don't know what's really funny. Uh, Whitford's, you know, a busy guy. Jack Whitford. Yeah. Yeah. And we're walking to our car last night after Cyclone Reaction. He didn't know a thing about it. And I had to explain to him, pole assassin, the monkey, all this stuff. Yeah, I mean, it was I, great. I get, it, was, it was great. We, I'm like, how the hell? And he goes, oh, now all those texts I was getting make sense. <laughs> we probably like, spend more time on, on social media than most. But yeah. yeah, I'm Man. curious, the the general population, if they understood all the uh, the references at the stadium. Oh, just good, clean fun. That's right. Although, um, apparently the sign got confiscated. You see that sign? Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, it's, it's, I did um, just a real quick commentary to start. I don't like to do the uh, recency bias and stuff, but I was thinking back, and I actually reached out to a couple people who have been around as long as we have with Iowa State. I, that was one of the best days I ever remember. Yeah. Uh, going to Jack Trice Stadium. For multiple reasons, it wasn't just the dominating performance but the weather the um the crowd was unbelievable like the tailgate lots were i've come to the conclusion too this year that i i 
I'm really starting to realize that I dislike the Cyhawk game, like the actual day. I think so. I just it's just too crazy. Well, just compare that tailgate to, to Saturday. Saturday, and then even Oklahoma State was really good. Yeah, and it's just. Yeah, I don't know. Like, there's too much. Yeah, so there's just too it's, much going on, it's especially when you throw in game day. Yeah, and all that, it was like, just a lot. But anyways, maybe it might feel a little different if that game result was different. But yeah, no, but it's stress that game, that whole yeah. game day is stressful, and then everybody's bitching at each mm, other. Like, it's stressful. I, I just everything that not was on the line, but like what the game meant. It was like uh, last stand for the Cyclone Nation a little bit. I don't know. Maybe I made too big of a deal out of that this week, but it was to me at least. That's what it represented to me. I thought it was as perfect of a day as you can get for Cyclone football to be a fan. I still remember. I think we're going to look back at this game because I'm convinced it's the last time Texas will play in Jack Trice Stadium. Me too. I still remember Nebraska's last game in Ames in 2010. You remember the The failed two-point conversion? conversion. And how differently you would have felt potentially if that goes Iowa State's way. That was a great day, too, if you think about it, like the weather. It, it and, was. Yeah. It was. And, really, and that was a I – mean, Nebraska was favored by a couple of touchdowns. Different setup for that game. But you'll remember that because that's the last time Iowa State's played in Nebraska. Who knows if they'll play again. Iowa State will more than likely play in Austin next year, I think. I, now, it would be shocking if it's if they don't. But you'll always remember that game. Like, you will yeah. – it's one of those where – you, you know, 25 years from now, you go, oh, yeah, I remember the last time Texas played here and just destroyed them, and it yeah. wasn't even competitive. And it was just the perfect day all the way around. I thought the the atmosphere there, I mean, I just can't describe for the younger Cyclones how much it has grown God. in the last do you ever 15 do that? years. I, I remember before the UNI game, I was standing up with you in the press box, and we kind of had a moment where you're like, holy crap, look at this. Because the, the Iowa's... Trice thing was yep, there for, for the, the first band. time. I mean, just, oh, yeah, gotcha. Yep. Um, but, like, so I sat with my family and my friends in the stands last night. Um, I don't ever do that at home. Uh, but, like, when I walked into there, I, so I'm used to Iowa State. <laughs> I'm still used to the Iowa State crowd that arrives, like, seven minutes to go in the first quarter because yeah. they're too busy that partying. Has totally changed. That's not the case anymore. I mean, it, it's just not like that place was completely full at kickoff. And it's been like that all season, which uh, is awesome. I had a good conversation with Ryan Harclaw, who does the sideline now yeah, for us yeah. on the Cyclone Rated Network. So this is Ryan's really first go-around throughout the rest of the Big 12. And you've been to several road destinations. It's not the same everywhere else. No. And I, I mean, I've tried to express this to people. It is really special up there right now. And it didn't used to be, but in the last four years in this year in particular it really feels like and you know the, the comparison I think is true it feels like Hilton Coliseum in its heyday is now at Jack Trice I think the crowd the last two weeks has had a major impact in that game totally I mean if you think about the Oklahoma State game I think the crowd had a, a direct impact and then I was it's down at halftime Brees has that long run, and then it's a series of events, boom, 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 the rest of that third quarter, largely inspired by the crowd. Like, it, home field is a real thing, and I think the Vegas numbers even reflect that now. I they get so much respect. And look at the numbers in the Big 12. If you would have told me 15 years ago that Iowa State would win 16 of 17 Big 12 games at home in the last 17, that is insane. Like, that is the most insane stat of all the insane stats of the Campbell era. Brock Purdy, 16-1 and one Brock at Purdy, home in the Big 12. I, this will sound crazy. 
I, I think he's actually underrated by most fans. I think it's because he's been here so long now and he started so young. I, I don't think like Iowa State fans sit around going, oh, he sucks. That's not what I'm trying to say. All I'm saying is I think when we look back at it, we're going to be like, oh, man. And you re- you know what I mean? A hundred percent. I think he's almost underrated in a and, very odd way. And that struck me at some point in the second half. We just start thinking about Brock's got one more home game. Yeah. And that's it. You know, so, I mean, you have one more chance to see legends at Jack Trey Stadium. Of course, you go Tech, Oklahoma on the road, and then the last game's TCU at home. But this is going to be it for a lot of Cyclones. Yeah, it's a and good it, point. And it's like, wow. I hadn't thought about it's that. It's just the clock, yeah. is, the clock is winding down on this golden era. Now, I'm not saying the, it's going gonna, it's gonna to fall off too much, but at least for these guys, right? Yeah. So, the, the torch was passed from Lazard and Lanning to Butler and Montgomery and now it's Purdy, Hall, and Kohler, and Eisworth. So who and do they, Like that's an interesting you're, you're conversation. Losing, you're losing a bunch, a bunch who do you of pass people. Pass the torch to. Who, I don't know. I mean, who is that person? Who grabs it? I mean, you think about it. Zach Peterson. I, I don't. Do that, that's tough. Yeah, and that's the hard part. Is there's really not. I don't think. I mean, unless Ishim comes back, but I think even Ishim will will look at the NFL. I really do. Wow. Uh, I hadn't thought about he's that. A, I mean, he redshirted, right? So he's played two years. Dude, he, he could go. He was insane. He's last so good. Night. He was in him and um, I thought it was Arike. Oh. The last two home games, Awazarike has been like okay. that. He might be playing. I understand Will's accolades. Yes. And it, Mike Rose's. Yeah, but any might be playing the best defensive line play that we've ever seen in our. I mean, <laughs> he is. But and it's not like so like Ray Lima was really good, yes. but like Ray like he was did, good. He wasn't at, productive from a number standpoint. Correct. And he's doing it all. Everything. He's soaking up like he's taking on two dudes every time and he's getting set. Like he is blown have you watched the film yet? I did I haven't. Okay. What, just watch fifty eight. Absolutely. <laughs> he's taking on two dudes I, every time and blowing them up. I think if you give me one vote for who's been the best player for Iowa State. 58? It might be Wazirika this year. Is that I, crazy? No. It's absolutely not crazy. And his it, his draft stock, I don't know if you followed that at all. Him or Breeze. But, but. Uh, Wazirika's draft stock is an arrow pointing straight up. So Kuiper had him last week, or maybe even two weeks ago, before he's, and he's still been productive as the third defensive tackle in the draft. Wow. So, and here's a guy who came in. The reason he came back, I mean, he's a sixth year guy was because he was kind Dude. of an undrafted, maybe seventh round last year. He has improved his stock. I, he's probably not going to get to the first round, but you're looking at a, you know, probably a second or third round grade right now on any. And I mean, what a cool story. Awesome kid. Came from Detroit. He said himself, he was just a, you know, super young, had no idea about what he was supposed to be doing. And now 23 year old kid, grown man now, that's going to be making a lot of money. And he was he's the perfect story of the Camel era because he came in year one. Yeah. And he's been here this whole way. I, I hope he gets the attention he deserves because I think he's been the the best player on the defense. I'll definitely go that route. And then you could argue with him, Hall and Purdy. I really think that. I, I thought last night we do the we do our player of the game poll with Fairway every week. You guys need to be doing that too, by the way. Fairway's giving away like awesome prizes for participation nice. in that. Check that out every week. Um but like so Jacqueline always Jacqueline Cordova is who runs all that after games and her and I always have a conversation like who do we nominate, right? Last night was hard. There were yeah, a lot of so great many. Night. But like 
to me, uh, well, any was my vote, but dude, Aishim, <laughs> the thing about that game, like, so in the first half, like it wasn't impressive, right? Like nope. from an offensive standpoint, although they were moving the ball, they just weren't finishing drives, whatever. The defense was playing. It it felt to me in the crowd watching. Anxious to see if you got this feel like they were mimicking Aishim. Like I felt like he was like the catalyst to that defensive performance. Yeah, it got to be very hostile. I mean, the hitting. Uh, there was an attitude in that game. You could tell. I don't know what practice was like, but you could tell. There was an emphasis to, you know, come at them early with physicality, and and Aishim brought that from the first play. And even a very mild mannered guy in Greg Iceworth. Yeah, he got into it with like three different you're, Texas you're right. guys. Maybe the most uh, underrated Cyclone I've ever covered. Another guy. Yeah, but no. So the Aishim point is a great one. What I felt in that game was, you know, Texas is, is talent is not the question. But it felt like, you know, a good boxing or a UFC match where Iowa State was just, you know, body blow, body blow, body blow in the first half. And Texas could hold up for just a while. Yeah. But then they just kept coming and kept coming with, with Young and, and Wazirike and McDonald. And eventually Texas is like, we just can't do this anymore. And Iowa State literally wore them down with physicality. And that was, that was a grown man's win right there. Before we get into more... Uh, a great opportunity for our listeners uh, with our friends at Farm Story Meats. Go to farmstorymeats.com. So every time the Cyclones win this year, they're giving out great deals. Horns down. Okay. Capital horns hyphen down. Horns down. You get free beef bacon yes. with a purchase. Beef bacon. So you know what beef bacon is? It's... Super unique. Like okay. you can't just go and buy this anywhere. Right. It's made from brisket. Um, and it's like again, it's super unique. It's awesome for like sandwiches, if you like BLTs, stuff like that. This is super unique and rare. So I, I would highly suggest doing this. This is a phenomenal deal. Uh, but enter the discount code horns hyphen down capital letters at checkout at farmstorymeats.com. And um, you'll also get some other cool discounts and stuff like that. But man, that's that's phenomenal. I um, the farm story meets thing. I, um, I I think it's one of the coolest products. Actually, we have a new um, super hyper local sponsor that we'll be introducing next week. Yeah, that heard some rumors you're very familiar with, which I'm I'm excited about. All right, um, I, I, real quick on on Texas, we'll we'll do Iowa State. All week long, are you, are you? If, if I I don't want to jump the gun, but are you catching up to my Sarkis Tom Herman two point uh, but not even bit. as good of a coach? It was uh, dude, stunning to see them kind of fold up the shop there I, late in the third quarter. They quit. I and and I give Iowa State credit. Iowa State yeah, sucked the will. Well, out they of just them. Yeah, and they just beat yeah. them. Beat them to but a point. But that text, they wanted no part of that. They wanted absolutely no part of that atmosphere. The crowd, phenomenal. Great job. But, I mean, and Iowa State kept coming. I, I The one thing I noted, I, I, just, I just told my dad during the game, it's like, usually Matt would just sit on the ball right now. They kept pushing, which I loved. It, 
Matt was trying to make a statement last night. No question. Yeah, I don't think there's a whole lot of love lost between the Iowa State and Texas programs in general. No. Uh, that was uh, enjoyable for everybody involved, including the Iowa State staff. But it, uh, yeah, I mean, gosh, Robinson, though, he's a player. Like, Overshone's a player. They got players. And, it, and it's funny, you read the comments. It's like, well, Herman left the cupboard bare. It's like, no, no, that's not what Dude, I saw. That They just look completely... Yeah, it didn't even look like... At least Herman looked more organized than that. Well, they I, got a long way to go. Knowing Tom as well as I do, he's a workaholic. Like, it, it, Listen, you can say a lot of things about Tom. He's arrogant. He's very unlikable. Like, there, There's a lot of things about the man, and I understand all that. But he works his ass off. And I, I'm not saying Sarkeesian doesn't, but what from what I've heard, that hasn't really been the case. And you look at this guy's record, where he is coached, He's like 10 games over 500, yeah. and he's coached basically at two Blue Bloods, and I would consider Washington pretty damn close. Yeah, tier like, two. That's a great job Washington is in college football, and the guy's like 10 games over 500. It just feels like one of those guys who comes into a room and, and wants people to say how smart he is. Yes. Um, and that works. Like he is, he. I think he's has. His, he's an elite play. Yeah, caller. his scheme yeah. and his play calling is, and that's who I thought would just would win the day. But what you don't realize is, you know, when he's at Alabama, he had the culture machine and Saban behind him. Uh, I don't know. I mean, will it work? Maybe. I mean, he's, he's recruited well, so they've, they've still got players. But if they don't ever turn that around from a discipline and a want to perspective, it's just not going to work. And so, I, yeah, I think. I mean, your read beginning of the year. Nailed it. Just completely nailed it. And they're going to be, I mean, what are they now? Four and five? Four and five. Crazy. I, I mean, that, that should just never happen. And to think that. They, and, what about, and that defensive coordinator, everybody's like, oh, he's a genius. So I looked it's it up. the best hire uh, in yeah, the country. I, I looked it up. And it, it's so much. But, but if your culture sucks and your guys don't want to play. Well, that's, and it's been the problem now for 12 years. That was the that was really the base of the column that I wrote on Friday yeah. that pissed a lot of people off. I thought it was spot it. on. But, like, it, it's – this is how I compare them. And, and, listen, I'm not trying to alienate any of our if, – if you have trust funds, I'm sorry. I'm not insulting you. <laughs> but we see it all the time. If you're born a millionaire – really, like, there's actual study. Like, if you guys read Malcolm Gladwell, I'm a, I'm a disciple of Malcolm Gladwell. Okay. Read the book Outliers – like if if you are born rich, not all the time, but chances are you're not going to grow up with that hair on fire attitude as a middle class to lower middle class individual. Texas to me is the bratty trust fund baby who is given everything and doesn't want to have to work for it. And the thing about it is it's like, okay, they've got all these five stars, but if there's not the culture in place to work your ass off, there's really, I've been in the recruiting world. We both worked with scout and yeah. rivals. Like, there's really the that science of assigning SARS is really, really shitty. To yeah, be honest, more basic than you yeah. realize. And like, there's not a big difference between a two star yeah. guy and a four star yeah. guy. It, it really is about what happens when they get there. I remember you and I worked a scout.com camp and like. 2006. We had no we business. Were, and we were kind of in charge of assigning yeah. some ratings to them. I'm like, what? This is it how was this insane. Works? Like, I, I, I'll yeah. never forget that. It's you and me. 
and we're at like this station or whatever. And yep. looking over there, it's Kirk Ferentz and Dan McCarty yeah. talking. Yep. And it's just like, really? Like, this is how this happens? Like, this is it? And then our grade of whoever it was yeah. uh, mattered for We didn't know what the hell we were watching for. It's a true story. But, so to your point, you know, I don't know what's going on with him, but in the last decade, so so my dad sent me a text. It's like, you know, how many Big 12 teams have actually defeated Texas three straight games, which Iowa State now has done. I thought, you know, probably Oklahoma has, but I don't know who else. But I looked it up today. <laughs> in the last decade, so just in the last 10 years, Texas has had streaks of three or more consecutive losses to Oklahoma, TCU, Oklahoma State, Kansas State, and now Iowa State. Wow. That is literally over half the conference they've lost three straight games to at some point in the last decade. Like, whatever shine is on Texas... I mean, what that's that's a that's a trend. I mean, Charlie Strong obviously had his issues, but it's it's not like Herman was I, that much different. I got irate this it's, week. They uh, are who we thought they were. Stansberry sent me, and the Texas media had a phenomenal week. If, if you want to make fun of Nebraska media, make fun of the Texas media. Um, they had an all star week of bonehead columns and stuff like that. Stansberry sent me one where it's these two guys from the Statesman. Um, who were debating um, if, like, how bare the cupboard was yep, left? Yeah, and then and Jared, I give Jared credit for this because he went and looked it up. Their last three recruiting classes were three, three, and eight. Yeah, those were the rankings, and it's yeah. just like, dude, like if Iowa State cracks the top fifty, we're like, oh man, that's a really good class. But um, <laughs> it's just like, it's laughable, and the problem is. And this, again, was kind of the base of my column. I get so sick and tired. If you read the Texas writers, other than Chip, Chip will blow them up, and that's why I love him. Yep. Um, it's always somebody else's fault. It, of course. Because this is the Big 12's fault. Yeah, you they, know? Because they, yeah they can't get the guys <laughs> yeah. because they all want to play in the SEC now. Correct. Even, yeah. though, even though Oklahoma plays in the playoff every year. Like, it's just so... They can't, like, even, they can't even win in the league as it is. Yeah. So I, like, really, like... If they were in the SEC right now, I mean, who they could be Vanderbilt. I'm mean, seriously. I'm thinking through the teams that they would be favored over right now, and and it's not many. But point being, they're not favored over many in the Big Twelve. So that whatever. This isn't a Texas podcast, not, but, but it, like I hate them so much now, based off of and 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 really as I prep for that column, and I it took me about four days to write it. Like I just kept thinking about how the my favorite like point that I made is how Ohio State doesn't just sit there and blame Purdue when they lose. Right. USC's not doing that right. And USC's not saying, well, you know, yeah. Washington State's located in Pullman. Yep. No, they the they realize the greater good is better for them. Texas could have built that, but they never they were always too arrogant. They always had their – they thought that they were better than everybody else. And to an Oklahoma fan who might be – you're not any – you're not special. No. Like, you just happen to – you have a great football program. Like, that's it. But they don't – They've it, played a similar game over the years, too. Yeah. So, I, it but is they, – But they win. They can back it up. Like is, there's, there's a difference there. That's a fact. But the, I think the beauty of college football especially – is it really does take, I mean, you got to have, you can't just have a bunch of five stars. It takes, you know, 65, 75, or the full 85 scholarship allotment to have a winning program. And uh, that that outlasts the, the time. And I would never have guessed in my lifetime 
that Iowa State would would beat Texas three games in a row and, and do it so convincingly. My my favorite part of the game, and then we'll move on. Um, <laughs> it was in the fourth quarter, and I felt bad for the kid. Actually, a, a Texas player got it was number seven. He caught like a screen. And there's nobody within like 15 yards of him. Like he had 25 yards to run freely and he just slipped <laughs> and the crowd laughed. <laughs> they didn't cheer. Right. They just the laughed cr- at The him. crowd laughed. And like, that was the pinnacle of the night for me. The only thing I think we whiffed on, we were, we did the SEC chant a lot, which was great. I would have loved like a massive, like big 12 chant or something like yeah, that. I don't know how you it doesn't rhyme. It doesn't, it doesn't work as well, but I, but then, like, I, I liked it at the end, though, because the SEC chant's going on, which is great. And then it completely got overwhelmed by a Cyclone power chant. And that, that was what I was wanting. Like, I, I didn't want this to be a, hey, yeah, a constant about, FU on like, the way out. Like, let's celebrate Iowa State. And and the crowd really did that. And then after the game, though, because the Texas players run over to, like, do the thing with the band. Yeah. The entire time, they're, like, singing their fight song. That I props to everybody on that end of tries because they're just yelling SEC the whole time, and then the students all stayed for the whole time for the Texas team to run back and is just booing the hell out of them. My buddy Wags who came, he's one of my best friends from high school. You know him. Yep, that's why I sat in the stands. He pointed out to me, and he's a big guy with a big heart. He goes, "Man, I almost feel bad for those players. They don't have anything to do with it," which he's right. But I yeah, thought it was whatever. I mean just tremendous tremendous night all the way around. That's one we'll we'll remember fondly. All right, uh here's a great here's a good deal for you. Uh a lot of our sponsors really don't like Texas. <laughs> Shout out to our guy Jeff Wood and Gravitate Coworking. So he told I talked to Jeff this week. He he sent me a big email about this. They um are putting a lot of work into their Cedar Falls Awesome. location and, and growing that location. So we have all sorts, we have so many listeners from Eastern Iowa. So check this out. It's down at 200 state street in downtown Cedar falls, which by the way, I'm not a big you and I guy, but I love Cedar falls. It's a neat town. I a couple I was, nights there in my youth. I was like going there to the dome, ah, man, the, the Bonnerant blue Jays fell short on Friday night. I was going to take the day off and take Cammy who to do the we, dome. Who did we lose to? Um, who got us? Was it? It was in the quarterfinals, AW, right? um, a really good team, but we were up by, we were up at half. We were up two uh, scores at half, and whoever that team is, uh, I watched it. It was on YouTube. Really? Yeah, I watched the whole game. It was phenomenal. There's a local radio station. Shout out to those guys. I don't know who they are. The guy really needs to quit using we. Yeah. When he calls the game. That really bugs me. That's a, that's a your broadcaster and you. Um. But uh, other than that, like, no, it was a great broadcast. Shout out to Waverly. The, yeah, Waverly. Really good, really good program. Congrats but to Blue, Waverly. But I was looking, I was going to take Cammy. Yeah. Because she's old enough now, first grade. Yep. Where, uh, shout out to Miss Tisdale. She's a big listener, Cyclone fan. Um, she has like Blue Jay pride, like for real. Yeah. Like she wears her shirt. Like, and I was going to take her to the dome, stay in a hotel, do all that. And man, I have great memories of doing that as a kid. Well, some of my best stuff, some of my most favorite football teams growing up. So I, I went uh, to Sacred Heart uh, School in West Des Moines, which was a parochial school that fed into Dowling Catholic. It's Dowling at the time. But uh, the Dowling went to the Dome, I think, for the first time. I want to say it was like 93 or 94. And so we went with a bunch of our buddies so up fun. there. And th- that, that team was like one of my favorites. Now, yeah. I think they eventually lost to... 
I want to say it was City High or West or one of those powers. And it felt like they were literally like the Nebraska Cornhuskers in 95, like West was. Yeah. But, so, but uh, no, that was, what a great time. That's actually an awesome experience to watch a game in, in it, Cedar Falls. And it's such a big deal to the, to the towns. communities, yeah. especially 100%. the small towns. Like, not not saying it's not to Dowling, but like, yeah. man, like, when I was growing up, if Clorinda made the dome, oh my gosh, the whole I town shuts down. Yep. You know, we have a parade. Well, like, it, it, you know, and I that's mean, the deal with Bonner. If Bonner Ant would have made it, we wouldn't have had school. Like, we would have shut everything down, and everybody would have gone over. I, I remember working for KMA with you yeah. uh, when Stanton yep, made when, it to the eight-man. I won it, right? Yeah, no Stanton and Linux both won. They both won it. Yeah. So I remember that was, like, the, gosh, the pride of not only did the towns, but the local towns started to oh. support them as well. It's really cool. One hey, of the great things in the state of Iowa. Yeah, no doubt. And congrats, it, by the way, to our, our our buddy, Brett Meyer. Yeah. Got elected to the Iowa High School Hall of Fame. Shout out That'll to Brett number Meyer. number seven. Uh, the Meyer to Blythe podcast. Yeah, man. Now uh, they're both in the Hall of Fame. They're And then Mac's going Mac's in, Max going in. Coach Mac. Meyer, man, like I... <laughs> I love Meyer. He, we competed against each other for a long time in our in our youth. It, there, guys like that. There's just something different. <laughs> you, know, you know, you yeah. know what I mean. Same like with, same with Blythe. I competed with. <laughs> yeah, I com- competed yeah. in air quotes. I legit used to guard Brett up until freshman year, and then I couldn't hang anymore. <laughs> After that freshman game and uh, Clorinda High School, it was all over at that point. So, um, but he, that dude, you could just tell, like, he, he moved differently. Yeah. His vertical, <laughs> what an incredible athlete. And I'm really lucky to call him a friend, a great guy. His wife is expecting another child. So, awesome. uh, yeah, shout out to the Myers. Congrats, Brett. Love you, Brett. Uh, anyways, this Gravitate co-working yeah. deal. You got a good, we, got, we got a good deal here. So they are, it's down on State Street, right above um, Urban Pie, apparently is a pizza place. That sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. If you go into Gravitate Coworking this week and tell Tara, who's the manager, horns down, you get a free day. Awesome. You, all you got to do is walk in there and say horns down, and she's going to take you to your desk. You get your desk for the day. Yep, there you go. And I encourage, just seriously, go check it out. Yeah, Gravitate Coworking. Chicago. Dot com. Uh, let's let's shift gears. Go to basketball real quick, and then we'll do our guess the point spreads for this week. Iowa State men's basketball. We'll tips get into off. The, we'll get into the uh, championship implications. Yeah, a bit we'll now. do all that in the next segment. Yeah. Uh, the Otzelberger era tips off on Tuesday against Kennesaw State. Uh, Friday against Oregon State. Bloom will be on the call. TV. On Tuesday, I'll be on the call radio on Friday. Yeah. As Bloom and the A-team will be in Lubbock for football. So, um, and, and, and real quick, we, we've talked about this. I just wanted to say this before we get going. I'm not going to, like, cover the basketball program on a day-to-day basis because of my relationship with TJ. Sure. Uh, but I, I can assure our listeners our coverage won't be any different. Um, Jared and Rob and our, our reporters are going to do exactly what they've always done for every coach that's ever been here. I don't want to be reporting on like day-to-day things because I don't think that that's ethical. But I do think that I can sit here on a Sunday night with Bloom or on my radio show. And if if they suck, I'm going to be able to say that they suck. 
if you if you guys could be behind closed doors and watch me and TJ together, like half of it is making fun of one another. And <laughs> seen that. He knows I have a job to do. Yep. I know he has a job to do. We don't always agree on everything. Um, but I, I promise you and I and I hope I actually think it'll be fun because I'm gonna be more of a fan. And I'm gonna, on Tuesday night bloom. Again, you're gonna be working the game, but I'm taking Cameron. Uh we got really good seats. Uh thanks to Jason for that. And so Cameron is really good friends with TJ's daughter. And we're just gonna sit there and uh cheer on the cyclones and get pictures with Cy. And I'm really looking forward to it. I I can't wait for this year. Some of the best years are when there's no expectations and True. you just watch them beat them. Um, but, and we can get into that here. Uh, and, and also, if you haven't yet, listen to the pods that I've done with Scott Christofferson, a new member of the Cyclone Fanatic team. He will be joining you for many of the games in the booth Yep. this year. Scott will be doing a weekly podcast with me and Jared from time to time. Uh, probably more when football ends, Jared will come in the mix. Uh, it's talking Iowa State basketball. Scott is also going to be writing a weekly column. Wow. Where And I, I'm really impressed by him. Yep. Scott really wants to be a great commentator. He wants to do this for the rest of his life, and he is working his butt off to really kick ass. So I'm, I'm fired up, Bloom, for Tuesday night. I can't wait. It's going to be – I mean, number one for me is last year was, was awful for multiple reasons, but maybe first and foremost was the fact there's nobody in Hilton Coliseum. Like, they kind of forget about that. It'll be nice to have – I mean, I don't know if it's going to be, it won't be a sellout for Kennesaw State, but there'll be, you know, good 10, 12, 13,000 people for that game, which will be, which will be really good to see. And then there's, it's just a complete open book to try and understand what this team's going to be. I mean, I tried to do a little, little studying of this group. I've been to practice a couple of times. I don't even know. Like I, no. I, I, it is, it is, I have no idea how this is going to go. I think this team is going to play hard. They're going to guard. They're going to rebound. But they have limitations. They absolutely do have some limitations. But they also have some players that I think can be impact guys. And for me, I think it starts with, at least from a, a leadership standpoint, uh, Isaiah Brockington and Gal- Gabe Kalsher are going to be leaders for this team. And Tyrese Hunter's coming along like he is. He's got a lot better yeah, as, he, the, as the fall has gone in, on. In and fact, he's going to be a starter on Tuesday. I wrote this for our premium subscribers who have been getting great updates. Um pat ourselves on the back there but uh, tj told me last week he's like if i could play tyrese 40 minutes i would <laughs> so, so there'll be some yeah. games where he does and that that's a great sign for the future yeah and i saw some stuff like oh man you know i don't want to lose tyrese after one year yeah, that's not I, gonna I don't have to worry about that i don't think i mean he's he will be fun i mean he's he's a he's a bulldog of a guy he's really going to be aggressive he's gonna make some mistakes but i think those three c-dub in my opinion that backcourt is fine. Like they were, they are a Big Twelve backcourt with those three. I think defensively in the backcourt, Iowa State will be as good as it has been defensively since maybe the Eustachia era. Honestly, now caveat: the Wayne Morgan era, the McDermott era, not a lot, and the Fred era, and the, not a lot of defense. So the bar isn't exactly the, the Prom era. High. Constantly told us about defense, but never backed it up. Right, and, and and Fred just did, just elected not to really pursue that yeah, part of the. Fred tour. was the Cliff Kingsbury of college, <laughs> very basketball. much so, and it worked. Uh, but I think these three will get after it, and you know, do they have the stamina to play full forty against Big Twelve teams? I'm not sure. I mean, that's the question. But I think they're going to play hard. And then if they're streaky enough offensively, and if Gabe Kalsher's anything, he's going to be a streaky shooter this year. 
they may jump up and win some games. And then the front court, hopefully physical. I saw the the tweet from George Condit, which I think is the perfect attitude. Yes. For this entire Iowa State team is what do you say? T minus X amount of hours till I start to prove everybody wrong. And that's the attitude you want from this Iowa State basketball program. Uh, the non-conference is set up. There's some winnable games in here, including the one on Tuesday against Kennesaw State, although they return a bunch. I mean, I think if you they look, actually RPI and stuff, like which I don't put a ton of value no, it's in it. still early. But of all the like buy games, they're the best one. Yeah, they're for what it's worth. They are. Yeah. Uh, Though Iowa State will be a 14, 15 point. Yeah, favorite. probably ten to. I would say probably closer to ten, honestly. Really? When okay. It, when all is said and done. God, that's yeah. You know, and we'll see. That's how right. far the program's fallen, though. Yeah, I mean, it's a Kennesaw like, State team that won five games last year. It's not like they're a juggernaut, but, but no, but my you just don't know. That's how far the program's fallen, though. And, and, and my point being, you have to realize that when you go to Hilton. Yes. And and I hope and I, Iowa State basketball fans are pretty educated. I I would I would like to think that the overwhelming majority of folks going to games this year are not expecting an NCAA tournament. But you want like my, listen, Fred's first team had way more talent than this team does. But yeah, yeah probably. I mean, it, it, yeah. I mean that team wasn't deep at all. No, but they're. I mean, Deontay they did have Deontay Scott. Scott is. Like Melvin one of the Edgem. best like four year dudes. Uh, yeah, all right, Edgem was a Big Twelve Player yeah, of the Year. Jake Anderson. Jake Game Anderson. Game. All right. I mean, yeah. Jake Anderson's okay. a lot like right. what you'll get from Isaiah Brockington. Yeah. I mean, it's similar type of guy. Fair. Okay. I, just, I would maybe yeah, right. That team was more talented than. I mean, we had a uh, big silky. Big silky. Who could forget big big silky? He got and hit American. like six threes. <laughs> you know, like I don't know if this year's team as a guy can do that. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, I think that's the question. Is is offensively how do they how do they put the ball in the hoop? But but that team you knew on a given night they could drop ninety five. Yeah, and this this, this team's not going to do that. It'll be. I'm really curious. You know what what's the tempo played? Um, I think Kyle Green's influence has been great. I mean, here's Dude, an, he's, he's an elite. Elite, honestly, an elite defensive mind. Kyle Green's one of the best assistant coaches in the whole Big 12. So this team's going to play with some physicality, too. Now, they're just limited. They just don't have the numbers. And quite frankly, you know, if anybody gets dinged up or whatever, I mean, you're you're down to – there's 10 scholarship players right now. So, But, yeah, I mean, just open open expectations, see where it goes, and, and be good to be around friends in Hilton again. I think I think they could surprise some people. I can't wait. I'm biased. Like, I'm – I'm like giddy, like I'm so excited for Tuesday night. Like I just, and and I, TJ is is too. Like I want Iowa State fans to know this about him. He and he's he's mastering the coach speak. It's really annoying. I wish he wouldn't do it, but I tried telling him like, dude, just be yourself. But he is such a like robot in front of the mic. But whatever. I I have I've I've noticed that. Oh I was going to mention that to you. Um. But he, Whatever. Like Did you know that he has? He loves Iowa State and his connections to Iowa State. It seems like every every national interview he does. He, but it's great. But my oh. point is, like this guy. So he loves it so much, though. I know. And it means so much to him. Uh, a couple of his best friends from Wisconsin, like from high school, were were all getting together and going to like to dinner and stuff before. Love it for Kennesaw State because that's how much it means to this guy to walk out there. In Hilton Coliseum. Think about that, right? So, your dream job, and to have that grand entrance Tuesday night, 
with your friends and family, and this is what you aspired your oh, whole yeah. life for. Whole family's going to be there. How cool. I mean, you know what? It's, it's not the Iowa game. It's not no. Kansas. It's Kennesaw State, and he is to the moon excited to but you, you know, appreciate do his that. best yeah. to kick ass. I think and, that's, that's, that's fantastic. And I, you know, there's no question his, his work ethic. He wants to get this back to where it was. He knows what it takes to get to where it was. And it's not going to be easy. Like this is not going to be a, my, my projection right now. I know people will wonder this year. I want to see them grind their asses off. Okay. Be a pain. Like, I just want them to be a pain in the big 12. Yep. They're, they might get last in the Big 12. They probably will. Pick last. Yeah. But Hilton can't be an easy out. Like, it can't be a, I'm going into Hilton a 16-point favorite like we've seen recently. Mm-hmm. No. No. Mm-hmm. Like, they've got to lay it all out there, be physical, and I think that they will. I, I really do think that this group will do that. And you hope that maybe Grill comes off and can – Actually, yeah, another guy. He's for, kind of for really what it's talked worth, about it. All. I actually think uh, my prediction right now that Caleb Grill is probably the the most under talked about dude who will be a big impact guy this year. He's gotten a lot bigger. Uh, he's a very different guy than what you saw two years ago in Hilton Coliseum. Very different than what we saw last year at UNLV because of the position difference. He was forced to play point guard uh, many times because of injuries that they had, and I, I think that he will be. My prediction, he will be a guy after this year where hmm. all of our expectations for him, his final two years are, are vastly different because I think we're going to see a lot of growth between now and March. He led you in LV in minutes last year. Yeah. So he's done it at a pretty pretty high level. I'll, yeah, I'm curious. There's just so many questions that we have no idea. Iowa State literally has one of the lowest percentage of minutes returning of any program in the country. And scoring. Like, this will be brand new. Five new starters from last year. It's an open book, and, and let's see how it plays out. All right. Um, yeah, but a fun week, though, because that opener is always exciting. Yeah, and then Oregon State went to the Elite that, Eight yeah, last year. I mean, they're, and that'll be, uh, you know, I'll probably be, Oregon State will probably be a slight favorite in that game. A little favorite. Yeah, I don't think they'll be that not big. Not a big though. one. But again, it's, this is a, it's one of those games where earlier, like, okay, where are we at? You know, Oregon, all State, there. Oregon State has has some Power 5 talent. Let's see where Iowa State's at. Sounds like, by the way, sounds like everyone's getting healthy. Uh, Jazz yeah. missed some some time with some some lingering issues, but sounds like Iowa State's going to have a full roster release. Iowa State women tip off the season on Thursday. Or excuse Tuesday. me, Tuesday. Yeah. yeah, Tuesday, 11 a.m. So it's that Kids Day game where all the uh, kids show up. Um, Omaha comes to town. Then they'll have a really tough one next Monday. South Dakota State is a perennial Summit League power. They're really good. Uh, And then they got Drake. (laughs) We love this Iowa State women's team, but the two of the first three are brutal. Like That's a good schedule. Yep, top 15 program right now. I think they came in at, what, 13 in the AP poll. Story with them is injuries. Yeah, they're a little banged up right now. Yeah. Um, Maggie Espinmiller-McGraw was out. She sounds like we're weeks away from that. Um, and then Ashley Jones really didn't play much in the exhibition because yeah. she sprained an ankle. I'm told she'll probably be good to go. Yeah, and the post the post situation is interesting. They got four of them, and not really sure who it's going to be. So all almost all of them have been dealing with some sort of nagging injury there too. But Emily Ryan is poised to make the jump, as they say. I mean. She was good last year, Chris. I mean, to, to run point for a Power 5 program, 
to get within a bad foul call away from the Sweet 16 is impressive. But she has all the tools, and she's had an incredible offseason. Donarski, you know, was all Big 12 freshmen. I think Ryan is going to be right there with Donarski this year for impactful player. And then throw in Ashley Jones and, and the way she can produce – this team's going to be a blast. Uh, you know, if you can figure it out enough with the pulse presence, piece it together, they're going to win some games, a lot of games. I think I would say could. Baylor's got question marks this year. Okay, you know, new coach. Yeah. Our, our friend went down to LSU, right? She's, she's in the know. She's in the know down there. And then Texas will be good, but I would say it's going to be competitive there. So I think uh, if you haven't, if you didn't get a chance last year, obviously because of COVID, they got a lot of fans in March. A lot of people watch yeah, those games go in watch March. Them, but yeah. watch them. They're going to go to games. They are going to be just a thrill to watch. They put are going to put up a bunch of threes. They're going to shoot it well. And Brian Donarski and Jones, you'd have a hard time finding a better trio uh, at Iowa State at one time. I really believe that. I think these three are special, and uh, they deserve a, a good following. Yeah, I. I couldn't have said it better myself. I, I think we are the great thing about Iowa State women's basketball is it never really falls off. No, it's you know, the, but like I feel like this, we're kind of getting back into the glory era where you're expecting Sweet Sixteens, and I don't beyond, know if expecting is the right word. Right, but it's so hard to do. Yeah, do you realize how good Bill Fenley's been? I mean, I know yeah, you oh. do, but it is it <laughs> is talking just, to the wrong guy. It is just silly how good he's been there. I mean, let me. Let me find it. He is now, I think this is, he's made 25 NCAA tournaments. Now, here we go. Uh, Bill Fenley's in year 27 at Iowa State and has made 19 NCAA tournaments. Would have been 20 if not for COVID because that year got yep. uh, canceled because when you were down in Kansas Baylor. City. That, just think about that. 20 NCAA tournaments in 27 years for a program that was drawing about 57 people when he got the job. Just the guy is a legend, a living legend. No doubt about it. One of the all-time great Iowa State athletes, coaches, personalities. All the above. Everything. All right. uh, Let's take a really quick timeout, and then we will be back, and we are going to do the segment. Man, everybody wants. Like, this is what everybody wants, and you're going to get it. Guess the Big 12 point spreads with Brent Bloom. Next, here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. All right, we're back. It's time for guests. The Big 12 point spreads with uh, Brent Bloom. Catching on. Oh, literally, it's, literally on. Hang, it's hanging on like a pole assassin. <laughs> have you ever seen, like, honestly, have you ever seen somebody assassinate a pole? I saw it this week. <laughs> Uh, we got Maction this week, by the way. Three games Tuesday. I can't. Three I can't games do, I can't do Maction. I just can't. Really? I struggle. I don't know. I don't, I, it's something. There's nobody there. I don't know. Maybe I. You, you watched the whole season with nobody in the stands last I did, year. I did. I did. I love Maction. There are NBA games on. And I no love. One. You would watch an NBA game over Toledo and Bowling Green. Shout out to Niang. Do you see, yeah. hear, see hear Embiid's quote? I did see that. It was incredible. That Embiid, he thought Niang sucks. He goes, I thought, Embiid, or I thought Niang sucks, but now I love him. Friday night, Bloom. Big 12 game. Cincinnati is at South Florida. Oh, my gosh. 
I have horrible reads on Cincinnati. I think Flo- South Florida put up a bunch of points last South week. South Florida's awful. Uh, it's 29. 23. Okay. West Virginia at Kansas State. That's 11 o'clock on Saturday. Oh. K-State's reeled off like we thought they would. Yep. The three they in a row. are who we thought they, they were. Three in a row? They, they have. Three in a row? Yep. West Virginia and K-State. K-State West Virginia, too, by the way. Like, unbelievable... Good performance, bad performance. Good. They are Jekyll and Hyde, man. Gonna want that game back. God. Uh, K State by. Should have uh, won the game. Five. Six. Good pull. Uh, good one in the Big Ten. Michigan at Penn State. You, you don't have to guess these lines. I don't expect you to be an expert. I'm Thank just reading you. through them. Oklahoma at Baylor. This is the Fox uh, noon big noon Ooh. kickoff. Baylor. Goes on the road and loses to the Gary Patterson-less TCU Horned Frog. We nailed the Gary Patterson. If you've listened to the pod, we nailed the Gary Patterson analysis. Thank I, you. I think we want stick a fork in, uh, Mister. Take a step back. He's yeah, done. He's, he's he's out. Actually, I was uh, thinking uh, Stansbury gave me this idea. We should try and get him on the program for he's TCU got week. Time. And he likes me. He follows me on Twitter. I can send him a DM. Let's, let's start the message. Maybe encourage the say, Cody Road. Say, we'll send you a bottle of Cody Road. Yes. You don't even have to thank us because Stewart didn't. <laughs> Stewart Mandel's the worst. We won Oklahoma in this I, game. I, I appreciate it. He was really nice to us. We, we enjoyed him. We enjoyed Stu? it. Who doesn't send a thank you? For a, a high-quality yeah. bottle a, a of bourbon. custom bottle of bourbon. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. The highfalutin West Coast elitists. I mean, I know he's anywhere. busy, but we're busy. We, we have kids. We, we have jobs. We're we know Gary Patterson is not an elitist. Like, Gary Patterson would, would love it. a bottle of Cody Rhodes. He would. Um, we want Oklahoma to win this game, by the way, for the tiebreaker situation. Yes. Oklahoma is is it in Waco. Yeah. Ooh. Oklahoma six. Giddy up. Perfect. Yeah. Are you sure you're not looking on I this didn't thing? see a thing. I did not see a thing. That was good. Central Florida is at SMU. Mm. Pony Express, baby. Man. Some of the great uniforms in all of sports, by the way. Oh, did you see my back and forth with uh, Tulane Athletic Director Troy Dan? <laughs> yeah, we went back and forth on Twitter. Did you get in Jersey? He, uh, Troy noted my passion for the Green Wave. He asked me to become a member of the Green Wave Club, What's which is like the you? Nationals. I don't know, okay. but he said, take it out of whatever you give Jamie and tagged. And he also said, he goes, I always knew. I've known Troy a long time. Yeah. He goes, I always knew that you had um, something like you were quite the intellect or something like that. When he found out that I'm constantly bombarding my audience with Green Wave information. I bet he would appreciate the uh, workspace in Cedar Falls at Gravitate. It's <laughs> time there. Um, Way to work on the spot. I won't send him a bottle of Cody Road. Uh, SMU is an eight-point favorite. Okay, so you're looking I'm at I'm not screen. looking at anything. I can't see anything. They're an eight-point favorite. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm on it today. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's a good day. Minnesota, Iowa, you got a pick there for the Padilla Bowl. Is, where's, that, where's that one at? Iowa City. Uh, Iowa. It's Walmart's Black Friday. Oh, I don't want your. You, I don't want your deal. Yeah, you got you got the advertisement. Iowa eight and a half. Uh, no, you are a little bit um off on that. Iowa six. Okay. Which this is a great game if you want to pick um, Minnesota because everybody's down on them now. How do they even go lose to? They lost to somebody. Illinois. Yesterday. Yeah. What in the world? 
I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't watch a lot of Illinois. Maybe uh. Bielema has them playing better. I, I, I don't know. What a terrible, like, oh, I'm going to watch Minnesota, Illinois. Awful. No thanks. God. That's the worst part about my cakes and O job is because I have to, like, know about those Big Ten West games and stuff. I don't – listen, I don't hate the Big Ten West. I actually – like, Nebraska is, like, not bad. Like, yeah. I don't care what people say. They're not bad. But, man, like, Illinois – like, Purdue's pretty fun to watch. But I've had to watch so much it's Big Ten football. West football. Yeah. <sighs> Iowa State at Texas Tech. I have not seen this. Boy, this one is shot down. Iowa State oh. opened at 12. It's down to 10. Sorry, Ooh. I didn't let you pick. No, that's okay. That's I was okay. just surprised to see it. Yeah, These that's... These damn interim coaches. So, a little fun fact. It's not very fun, actually. Not fun fact, everybody. Iowa State is 0-2 in the last 11 years against interim coaches. The losses uh, to... Colorado. Yep. The Arnaud game when he blew out his knee. Yeah. That was the number... That was one of them. Um, this is a tough one. Very forgettable. Was it the uh, Rhodes at Kansas? Yeah. Was that it, really? Yeah. Grant Rohach started the game. Yep. And not even lost. Destroyed. Weiss yeah, got fired. Yeah, and it was. It was. Uh, it, the, the, it wasn't. It was after Weiss. The yeah. defensive coordinator, whoever it was. I forget his name. And they rushed the field. It, and that was, was it? That was it, yeah. Wow, I can't believe I pulled that. Yeah, good work. 13, 2013. God, that was a that was bad, a bad cyclone afternoon. That was it. I mean, you kind of knew. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that was the writing on the wall at that, that point. That was the it start took, of it. Like, it took another two years, but yeah. But, like, that was when it started to be like, whoa. I think it was 34-14 that day. I mean, it was bad. Brutal. Kansas is at Texas. Not much has changed for Kansas. Texas is getting the ESPNU slot. How about uh, that? Shout out to our friend Stuart Mandel. I'd like to see the uh, television ratings audience for one. the Mighty Longhorns. <laughs> I'd love to see what their ratings are. Brand pro- they're a brand program. Brand masters. Uh, t- uh, Texas by 27. 30. Give you that. TCU at Oklahoma State. TCU win here would be monumental for Iowa State's chances, by the way. You think Terry Kill can well, do it? No, maybe. Because there's a situation, C-Dub. Okay, let me run some scenarios by you. If TCU beats hold on, Oklahoma... Hold on real okay, quick. Sorry. Guess the point spread. Uh, TC, uh, t- f- uh, nine. Thirteen. Oh. All right. Here's the situation. <laughs> so, there is a scenario in which Iowa State could lose to Oklahoma in a week, or whatever that would be, 13 days, and still make the Big 12 championship, but that would involve... Oklahoma State losing a couple of games here, uh, one of which would be to TCU. So, so we just want Oklahoma to win out. Yeah, because they play Baylor and Oklahoma State. Correct. Like we need ba- we want Oklahoma to win, except playing Iowa State. Yeah, and then just root for Baylor to lose. Yep, and Oklahoma State to lose. Yeah, Those are your best I mean that's bets. the easiest that's thing. That's the to easiest do. path, and, and nobody can, else is really a factor. Nope, you could no, they're not. It's a four team race for yeah. two spots. You could. It, it, I mean, winning out, you're going to be in, in my opinion. There's like a there's like a two percent chance you may not, and that's Oklahoma losing a couple of games here. I, but I, if they were playing this week, I would pick Iowa State to beat Oklahoma for what it's worth. I think it'd be interesting. That, that's going to be a hell of a game. Talk about a team that's due weeks. for a loss. Yeah. Well, I, I'd be, I'd be nervous. Oh, can Oklahoma run the table? So they've got all three left, though, right? So they go, they go Baylor, Iowa State, Oklahoma State. 
Real quick, we didn't give uh, uh, Tulsa at Tulane. <laughs> Tulsa's a six-point favorite. Uh, Tulsa minus three. Sorry, Troy. Hopefully, I get my uh, commemorative. He might. I mean, that could be uh, Jersey. Tulane. A Tulane membership is probably going to run you a hundred bucks. I would totally do it for, just, for th- just for the content. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm part of the uh, speaking did, Tulane, uh, does, the National Green hey, Wave Club. Does BYU have a game? No, I, I don't. I don't see BYU okay. anywhere. Yeah, I've been so, looking. Uh, I had a an avid listener reach out to us, Chris. Uh, in regards to your Doc Sadler story from last week. Oh, when Doc goes, bet y'all gonna have, wish you could have one of these with the Diet Coke. Right. Basically hinting <laughs> at the lack of, the lack of caffeine. Caffeine for, smack. Yeah, for the, the Church of Latter-day Saints. And uh, so we had a listener reach out, and he said, just to correct the record, uh, can we stop with the Mormons can't have caffeine thing? It has never been true, and it still isn't. Wait a minute. They like, se- a guy actually emailed about this? Yes. Okay. <laughs> they sell. Sorry, I'm not making fun of you, nope. sir. They sell caffeine in vending machines on BYU campuses. It's a small thing, but it's just not true. I know numerous LDS Cyclone fans who listen to you guys and are really not looking forward to the inevitable folklore of Mormons that comes along with BYU, BYU joining the conference. He just wanted to correct the record. Well... So okay. thank you, sir. And no, thank, I appreciated yeah, that. Thank That's you for, good. Thank you for the email, but it doesn't change the story. Like Doc Sadler did it. <laughs> he not did. Me. But we're trying to correct the record <laughs> okay. that, in okay. fact, yeah. the caffeine thing is not as much of a situation as the folklore leads it to be. So Mormons can have caffeine. Uh, yeah, that's apparently in the vending machines at BYU. Hold on. I'm going to Google this. Can I or, trust this? Can this, Mormons drink caffeine? Here we go. I just Googled it. Uh, there's a good source. Um. Boat. Uh, I'm trying to find the best source here. Oh, Brigham Young University ends ban on Mormon Mormon ban on caffeinated soda. There you go. And then it shows a bunch of Mormons uh, putting uh, sodas in the air. Cheers to them. There you go. We're here to. This is not just an entertainment for your Monday morning, everybody. We're here to educate. I agree with that. And, and folklore. NPR, January 3rd, 2016. Headline, can Mormons drink Coca-Cola? There's an entire podcast on this. Listen to that one after this one. I'm, well, I, I'm, I'll just take this guy's word Yeah, for I, I, he was very trustworthy. Was he nice or was he being no, rude? He's, no, he's appreciative of, of the... The Williams and Bloom podcast. Maybe he could come on with us before the first Iowa State BYU. Well, we just got to correct. We're trying to get out in front. Yeah. You know, we don't need any uneducated takes on on BYU. They, from what I've heard, they're already being a pain in the ass. Well, you know. It has nothing to do with their religion. It's just like they are, it's a different deal. Like they're independent. They're not used to having to work with a team. It'll be a, it'll be, there'll be a. Them in Houston, I already don't like them. I think BYU may be added before everybody else. Actually, you know what? You know what? All seriousness, I have nothing against BYU. I know you don't. Just, we're just playing. I I can't wait to go to a game there. Oh, I can't. The the stadium looks beautiful. Awesome. Just absolutely stunning. I think I'm going to really like Cincinnati, too. They seem like a program that I could get get, get by behind them for getting hosed by the. Playoff committee. And, and can I say this too? Because I, I got a lot of this after the Texas column last week. Like, oh, it's great to have big name teams that you hate coming in. Yeah. 
I no, I get it. Like I wish Texas would still be coming. Like I, I don't want them to go to the SEC. But if if Cincinnati comes in and it's a big game and they're in the top ten, like you're still gonna care. It's not gonna be any different. Yes. It's it's just not. The only thing that'll be different is now you have to develop a history with them, which we've seen that happen with West Virginia. Like it, it felt weird at first. Remember when they came in on that Black Friday and Geno Smith got in a fight with Wally Burnham? I do. But now, like I'm, I mean, I'm I'm very comfortable playing West Virginia. It's like I, I know everything about them. Yep, that'll happen. It'll work. And I think the neat thing about this new league is you won't have the two egos at the top. Yes, and be fearful all the Iowa time. Iowa State has an equal seat at the table. It is, and and you know what? If you look at this, the the question still remains: Will this new look Big Twelve have a playoff spot locked in? You know, and to be determined. To be determined on that. We don't know that answer. But if, if yes. I believe yes. If yes, then you're arguably in a much better chance of actually making a playoff and thus getting to a higher level you've never been before. And I would also throw to that because it always comes down to what does Matt Campbell think? Matt Campbell's in a better spot in the new Big 12 than the old that, one. That guy wants to win at the highest level. He does. And he, not only that, but Matt wants to keep building. He's a builder. Yes. And... If he sees like, oh, my, our, not my, our peak at Iowa State was this, now we feel like we can go to the playoff once every five years because we think we can win the league? You think that he's not looking at that and salivating? Absolutely. I think it's a better situation. Do you know who really enjoyed that win against Texas? Matt Campbell and staff. <laughs> you could hear it in his post It, it was one of those things where, you know what? It's true, though. It's like. That that is exactly proves you don't have to be mm-hmm. at a huge brand name school to beat the other brand names. You just have to run it better than they do. And you don't think about it in your real life every day. Whatever you do, you don't have to have the most talent. Nope. You don't have. You just have to work just harder than the other work, guy. Work them over. That's a good that's way. To, that's a good way to end this. English, bring us home, brother. All right, Bloom. Uh, we'll expect an elite call. Kennesaw State, the Owls. Uh, Former Steve Prom assistant, William Small. He's on the bench. Mm -hmm. He has intel on the Cyclones. At least on uh, Jaden Walker, George Condit, and Trey Jackson. And uh, a little bit on Caleb Grill. A little bit on Caleb Grill, too. (laughs) Three and a half. Three and a half scouts. Hey, I'm coming back from Lubbock, though, for tomorrow, on on next Sunday. I'll be a happy guy. I think that goes well. I hope so. These damn interim coaches. Yeah, no no interim luck God. here. All right. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. We love you guys. Rate, subscribe, review. We'll have a jam-packed week here on the network. Keep me